Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. This week, we are going over a survey question that I was really, really excited to get because I don't think this is something people talk about very much. And the question went something like, when you get booked out, how long is too long to make a client wait to start a project? She said, I know some people start a wait list if they're booked out for a certain number of months, but how many months is it before you start a wait list? And how do you deal with it? How long is too long when it comes to making people wait? So that's what I wanna dive into today. I know this can be super, super stressful, especially the first few times it happens if you weren't expecting it or if you don't have a plan in place. And even when you do, it can be stressful. Um, It's easy to feel guilty if you have to go to a potential client and be like, "Uh, yeah, I would love to work with you, but it's gonna be a few months. We're not gonna be able to have your website done until like the end of the year or whatever it is. And you shouldn't feel guilty for that, but there are some things you can do to make it so those kinds of things don't happen, to make it easier on yourself and all that good kind of stuff. So we're gonna go over that as well as ways to work around being booked too far out, whatever that means for you. And then also the biggest mistake I see and also commit myself when it comes to being booked out. I'm really excited to talk about this because I experienced this the very first um, like December that I had my business going because it was like, Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what was going on that year. So I went full time and then I had a bunch of clients, which was really cool, but also really stressful. But then I was at that time period where I was moving in December. Then I knew my husband and I would be going back home for the holidays and then just like trying to take time off and book people for January. And it felt so weird in November to be like, I can't get started with you until January. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really looking forward to kind of chatting with you about this because it is uncomfortable. And I think at some point we all have to deal with it, even if it's not like you're booking out because you have so many clients. Sometimes you have to book out for things like holidays or just life popping up. Mm -hmm, For sure. And I want to note before I dive in. As a developer, booking out for me means something totally different for designers. So I'll probably say a few times right now I'm booked out for three months, but keep in mind that's because a designer has to go through their own process first. So if I could just start with clients right away like you guys do, I wouldn't have that kind of, I wouldn't be, I guess, booked out right now. So just keep that in mind if I say that. What it means to be booked out just kind of depends on your mindset and what you feel like is booked out. So we'll probably get into that. But just so you know, my situation is a little different than your guys's will be. But this will still be helpful regardless. So the first thing I want to start with here is helping you guys identify how many projects you can work on at a time and how long each one takes you. Because this is so important when you start booking people in advance. Because if you don't know that, you are just going to end up with like a disaster and a headache and working way too many hours. 
So when you're trying to figure this out, start with how many projects you can work on at a time. So keep, keep things in mind, like having to run your own business. Do you like write content, publishing blog posts? Do you have people to manage? What about social media? What about your email inbox? Things like that. Keep that in mind when you're thinking about how many projects you can take on at once. Um, also keep in mind things like personal emergencies. Do you wanna book yourself solid if you know anything could come up, a family member could end up, you know, in the hospital or something. You could get sick and just need some random days off. You might just you might need like a mental break. Anything, leave space for things like that and kind of de- decide what that looks like for you. And also think about whether you want to be able to jump in for past clients if they have something come up. So keep all of those things in mind when you are thinking about how many projects you can take on at one time. I think that is such a good point and is something that I think about when I think about your schedule, Krista, because I know you take clients back to back. There's not a Mm -hmm. lot of time in between. So I think that keeping in mind your own personal life and the things you have to do for your business. And then if you're collaborating with anyone else on other things like we do, if something gets behind, you're affecting your whole entire life because then it's like, oh my gosh, well, am I sick today? And then I have to work, Mm -hmm. even though I'm like throwing up on the toilet, you know, I still (laughs) have to work and that would suck. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it's important to kind of, if nothing else, keep in mind that you need to have a few buffer days or a little bit in between projects or even just build out your projects and anticipate them to take maybe a few days to even Mm -hmm. a week longer, just so you can have that in case something goes wrong on your end or even on your client's end. Yeah, that's a really good point too, to think about how flexible you want to be able to be with your clients. And this is something I have been awful at. Corey knows this. I think we talked about this recently (laughs) in an episode even, but I have never allowed myself any extra time. It's like, boom, boom, boom. If your clients, if your content is late, too bad. Our project is late and you know, we're all, it's everything's going to explode. But actually just two nights ago, I updated all my services to add an extra week to the timeline to allow for things like that. (laughs) So there, I thought you'd be proud of me. I didn't tell you that. (laughs) I need work too. (laughs) So if you're not sure how long your projects take you, start by tracking your time. So even down to, I use a timer on all my projects. So if I start working, even though I don't bill hourly, I hit a timer every time I start working on a project and that has that's actually part of the reason I just increased the the amount of um, time I have scheduled for a project because I realized I'm spending anywhere from 50 to 70 hours on a development project and I used to schedule two custom development projects a month and that's a lot when you have well I have my own business to run I have my content my inbox then we have this podcast our Facebook group coded creative like Come on, come on, self. (laughs) So it's just not realistic. So if you're not sure um, how long you should think of projects lasting, track your time on them and then think about how much you want to be working on client work every week and kind of break it down that way. Um, I think that's a really good point. And I know that it can be a little bit harder for designers when sometimes you need to be a little bit more flexible. And I know like for me, I used to not set a time frame of when I needed feedback. So that was always like, I don't know how long my projects are going to take because I don't know how long my clients are going to take to get back to me. But some of those things, you know, you can time your project like you were saying to see how long it takes you. You can set 
set deadlines for when you need feedback, which I think you should do anyway, to kind of help you have an idea of how long things will take you. And if you're still not sure, start with your very next project. Pay attention to how long it's taking you, you know, in your logo phase, in your whatever phases for whatever kind of projects you're doing. That way you can anticipate, okay, well, this kind of project takes me generally this long. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it will also help you, like you said, I think kind of decide how many projects you want to work on at once. Because like I was saying, right after I went full time, I can remember having probably 10 different client projects, not necessarily all branding and blog design or something like that, But it was so stressful, and when I finally took that step back and realized how much I was doing, I was like, oh no, can't do this anymore. And even since, I have rolled back a lot, even this year. I think I've been taking maybe one to two projects a month, where just last year I was trying to work on three to four a month. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on your schedule and really figuring out how long these things take you and how how much of a buffer I would say you want in there. Because I don't know, me, I'm like, I would love to have extra buffer days. That way, if I need to just sit on the couch for a day, I can. (laughs) (laughs) So many good points in there. And you guys, if you're not sure how many projects you should take on at a time, even after kind of thinking through it, like we've been talking about, don't worry, but really try to underestimate how many projects you can take on. So if you think, oh, I can probably do anywhere from two to four a month, don't just put four. Start with two, and if you find that you have extra time, you can always up it. And then the opposite goes for how long projects take you. If you think maybe, you know, 20 to 40 hours, don't just guess 20, guess 40. And again, you can always change that and make your life easier instead of way harder and overbooking and making your life miserable. So those are our tips for figuring out how many projects you can take on and how long they take you. So once you know that, you can kind of figure out your availability. So based on how many clients you have now, you can kind of guess or really figure out with a solid number when your next opening is. And if it's not within the next couple weeks, put that on your website. So when you start booking out in advance, make sure that people who are going to inquire with you know that they're going to be waiting for a little while. You never want someone to reach out and be really excited to work with you and get started right away and then find out that they have to wait three months to even start, let alone get their actual branding or website or whatever it is. So on your services page, wherever you have like a call to action button for them to book or inquire or whatever, make sure that your next upcoming start dates are really close by so they know what to expect. Um, If you're booking just a week or two in advance, you don't necessarily have to do that. Um, But if you're booking much farther than that, I would definitely recommend it. It sets expectations and just makes sure that um, no one's going to reach out to you and then be disappointed. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think not just on your services page, but also on your contact page. It's Mm -hmm. a good idea to say, I'm currently booking projects for 
whenever. So you say within a couple weeks, kind of put something on there, or I usually do like the month that I'm booking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And just make sure that you're super clear about that. And then if you are kind of booking projects where you are ready to take them immediately, something I told one of my coaching clients was you don't have to say, I am taking projects to start tomorrow. Because I think sometimes that can give off the wrong Mm -hmm. um the wrong idea to potential clients and it can make you look desperate so instead you can change your services or contact page to say i'm currently accepting new clients so that you're putting it out there that you're ready to start on new projects but you're not like i desperately need your project (laughs) right now please book with me (laughs) yeah exactly that's a really really good point be careful with the wording and even when you are booking in advance make sure you're careful with that wording too like Right now, what days? It's the beginning of June as we're recording this. So right now on my website, I have only one spot available in September. So that lets people know if they want to get in for September, they better get a move on because there's one spot left. If you have more openings, you might want to change how you say that. You might not want to say five openings next month or something like that. So just kind of think about it and do what's going to make sense. So now I want to talk about some ways to work around being booked too far out. And what that means is totally up to you. Um, If someone wants to work with you really bad, they're going to wait. They're not going to care how long it takes you. Right now, I'm booking out three months, which has kind of become pretty standard for me. But I know some designers who are booked through the end of the year. And like I just said, we're recording in June right now. So too long is whatever it means to you. Whatever makes you uncomfortable, you feel guilty, even though you shouldn't feel guilty for having an awesome business. But it's totally defined by kind of the way you are thinking of it. So if you are feeling like you're booked too far out, there are a couple different things you can do. Um, step one, and I think the most obvious and things thing I definitely want you to do is increase your prices. If you're getting to a point where you're booked way far out, get those prices up. Give yourself a raise. You're in demand. You're doing good work. People value what you do. Increase your prices. I like to start with 10 to 15% and see how that goes, and then you can go from there. If you see your bookings decrease, that's a good thing. You're not booking too far out anymore, and you are still, you're getting more money from it. So that is option one. I think that's a good point on raising your prices to start kind of low because I know in the past I've been like, I don't know how much to raise these. I know how much I think I'm worth, but is it too big of a jump to go from A to B? You know, can my potential clients that I'm currently attracting meet me at B if they've had this really low A, you know, price point? So I would definitely recommend do a 10 to 15% increase increase. And even if you have to, you can do that increase now and then do another increase in two to three months and then do another increase in another two to three months. That way you're not going from like A to Z to raise your prices. And you're still going to be booking people that you're currently attracting because let's be honest, a 10% to 15% increase, it Depends on how much you're charging, but that's really not a ton of Mm -hmm. money and a huge difference between what hopefully your current people can afford. Yeah, very good point. And yeah, I say that lower number because it's always easier to raise your prices again than it is Mm -hmm. to decrease your prices. That's super awkward and never fun to do. So start with that small number. If you have to boost them right away, 
more power to you. Do that. Yep. So option two, if you feel like you are getting booked too far out, is to build a team. So whatever the team means for you, you can bring on some junior designers, you can work with a developer, you can outsource whatever other parts of your business, social media, content creation, all of those things. So we talk plenty about working with the developer on here, so I'll skip that and instead focus on what it looks like to outsource your design work itself. Um, before we get into this, I want to talk about my experience with outsourcing development work because I know on the surface this sounds like a brilliant idea. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can bring in so much extra money if I, you know, bring on a couple of designers and have, you know, can send work to them and bring on new projects that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. But you guys, this is a lot of work. Not only does it sound like a really great way to make extra money, but to build on that, I think that sounds like what a lot of people should be striving for. And it sounds really cool. It's like you say, oh, I will be successful when I have five employees or when I have five people that I'm outsourcing work to. Because I know several designers who have their own teams, but... I know you're going to talk about your experience with this, so I won't talk bad about it, but it really just depends on what you really want for your business. So that's that's my piece with that. (laughs) No, it's good. And that's what I was getting into. Like, it's, it's, it's great. You can take on more projects. You can take on more money, but it is not easy. First of all, you have to find a good mix of people who charge less than you, but are still good at what they do. You don't want to be going back and redoing all their work and still having to pay them. I've done it. It's not fun. Um, A lot of times you're looking for someone way cheaper than you so you can make the most profit, but then they don't know what they're doing. So that's no fun. Along with that, you have to expect to spend a lot more time managing projects. So it's not it's not just this easy thing where you can get a project handed off to another designer and your hands off until it comes time to collect that final invoice. You have to manage communication with your client, answer any questions that the other designer has, pass information back and forth. Um, this is something that really surprised me because I totally thought that I could, you know, send them the proposal, get the invoice and, you know, be hands off until it was time for the next invoice. And that's just not how it is. Um, Well, and not only that, but I think when how this is different um, from development outsourcing is when you are outsourcing design work, you yourself are kind of becoming the creative director of the project. So you are kind of driving the aesthetic of the design, even though your designer is doing all the hard work and doing the hard work for your client's brand, you are still the one that gets the say-so on it before your client sees it. So you also have to keep in mind, you know, I have to be available to provide my own feedback and make sure that this designer is going in the right direction and the best direction that's going to, you know, represent you well before you can even hand it off to the client. And that's its own amount of time. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I totally didn't even, like my brain wasn't even thinking about the creative aspect of it. For what I do, it's like, here's this thing, there's, you know, make it look exactly like this, you're good to go. But with design, 
Like, they can make whatever they want and it needs to reflect your brand and your preferences and what's going to happen if it wasn't anything like what you expected. Are mm-hmm. you going to ask them to redo it? Are you going to jump in and do it yourself? How are you going to find people with the same aesthetic as you? Like, that's a whole nother thing to look at. So I'm very glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's something else that you have to look at when you are trying to find the people to that you can outsource to. Obviously, mm-hmm. they not only have to charge less so you can make some money, but they also have to, you know, have the same kind of design style as you because your clients are coming to your website because they like your design style. You can't just pick someone who has a totally random style and then expect them to create something exactly like you would. So just Mm -hmm. something else to keep in mind. Yeah. And I know we've been kind of negative with this. I'm not trying to scare you away. I'm just trying to make sure you are cautious. So if you do decide that the answer to booking too far in advance is to bring on other designers, start with one person at a time, feel it out, start with smaller projects. And once you get comfortable, if you decide you enjoy it, then you can start bringing on more people and building that team. So that is all about how to work around being booked out too far. Boost your prices, bring on a team, do what you need to do to be able to take on more clients or not need as many. So now I want to talk about the biggest mistake people, including myself, make, and that is over-scheduling. So when you're booking out in advance and... If you have a client you're really excited to work with, someone you look up to in some specific industry, someone you've worked with before and don't want to turn away, and they come to you needing something earlier than you can get to them, it's not fun to say no, and it's way too easy to just be like, oh, I guess I can kind of squeeze that in and just make it work. I have done this so many times, and you guys, just just don't for me. Just don't do it. Corey is like (laughs) nodding and grinning at me like, "Uh uh-huh. This is like the fastest way you can get burned out and end up overworked and miserable in your business. So something I did that has helped, I'm still not perfect, but something that has helped is that I have a Google Calendar just for my projects. And when I book a project and decide that spot is full, I totally block off that spot in my calendar. So future Krista can't go in and be like, oh, I could probably fit something in there. I literally have to think, okay, in the past, I thought I was booked. Why do I suddenly think this is different? And am I being just kind of crazy right now and I'm going to hate myself later? Because... It's just good to have that little check there for yourself. So if you do want to be able to help out past clients or have room for people you're really excited about, make sure you leave that extra wiggle room in your schedule or that you have a deal with yourself that you are not going to accept any projects that you don't have time for. Yep, and this is exactly how I got myself into having 10 projects at once like three years ago almost. Mm -hmm. And it's because when people come to you, your instinct is to say, yes, I can get this to you and just take it on. But you have to be honest with yourself. And this is something I have been really hard on you about. It's like, do you want to work at night? Do you want to work on the weekend? Because I don't know about you or our listeners, but I have come to like hold nights and weekends as sacred time, especially since... My husband has such crazy work hours, and some weeks we're seeing each other for like two hours at night, and then that's it. So I really am like, if I don't want to work during this time, if I don't want to have to be on my computer all day during the weekend, then I... I'm not going to do it. I would rather say, do you mind waiting a couple weeks, or do you mind waiting 
even a month. So that way, you know, it's for my own sanity because, and I know we've talked about this in another episode, but at the end of the day, it's you who is going to be going crazy if you have like 15 different projects that you're trying to do at once. So keep that in mind, y'all. Yep, yep. Those are our very passionate warnings. We've done it before. (laughs) Yes, we have done it before. That's why we're so passionate about this. (laughs) So overall, just a quick recap of the episode. We don't want you to be afraid of booking in advance. This is something you should be proud of. It's like a big step in your business to not have to worry about where these new clients are coming from, but it's good to have a plan in place through knowing how many projects you can work on, how you're gonna handle it, what you're gonna do if you're booked too far out, whatever that means for you. So your action steps for today, I have three main steps for you to take, but don't worry, they're easy. First one is to determine how many clients you can take on at one time. So time your projects if you need to, take a guess and kind of work through your next projects and see what it looks like. After that, look at who you're working with right now and figure out how far in advance you're currently booked. And then once you do that, update your website to state your upcoming availability and then keep it updated moving forward. Very important to say keep it updated. And I think I've talked about this in a previous episode as well. But if you're going to put like an actual month or even more specifically actual dates on when you are booking the client project, then you have to make sure that every couple of weeks you're going back just to make sure that that's still accurate and you can update it if you need to. Um, Like I said, I know we've talked about this before. I can't remember what episode, but this happened to me a couple years ago where I had put like February or something and it was like a few months past that and I totally spaced Mm -hmm. and the client came to me and they were like, do you mean February of next year? And I was really embarrassed because one, no, I definitely didn't mean February of (laughs) next year. And two, I had to tell my client, no, I don't mean that. I just forgot to update my website. Here's how available I am. So that's kind of an awkward position to be in. And I still sometimes find myself going to my services page and I'm like, crap, it's been way too long since I updated this. So I would recommend to check in like at least every couple of weeks, just while you're like writing a new blog post or something, just make sure, or even better, every time you take on a new client, have that in your like process checklist. Okay, I sent them everything they've paid and now I'm gonna go update my services page. There we go, action step number four. One, (laughs) figure out how many clients you can have. Two, figure out how far you're booked right now. Three, update your website. And four, add it to your process so you update your website every time you get a new project. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Mm -hmm.